0: Undo. Can we, can we just raise kids without, without perpetuating trauma? Like, can we be intentional enough? And granted, I know that Maeve will probably need to be You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying, because I'm not about perfect parenting. There is no such thing. There are things that I, in my good and intentional heart, will try to do for her right by her, and we still miss the mark. So that's not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is, can we be intentional enough to, uh, to acknowledge our own personal trauma and not pass that on to our kids? Yeah. Like, can we just at least do that? Because by really focusing on healing your own trauma there's a bunch of crap shit that you won't pass on yeah but if you don't even acknowledge that you're automatically going to pass it on i'm telling you these kids are being effed up yeah <laughs> like these children out here yeah because people don't want a parent yeah they want a cute little accessory they yes. don't actually want to parenting because parenting is hard as fuck yeah they okay, said it minced it whatever yeah. you want to do
1: Encourages others to join us, but as black girl tea, that's what I named this Erica is this is Black Girl tea Maeve oh. Erica's one-year-old child, Erica and Stefan's one-year-old child is sleeping, so we have a little bit of time to have some tea. Um, I need to run some errands, but I was like, let's do this right now. But what I want to talk about is our current feelings on interracial couples raising biracial babies or just parents in general. Raising black children that are not aware of how they perpetuate white supremacist thought patterns and ideologies in children and don't make an effort to stop that in their journey of parenting. Um, you go, because I feel like you have a lot of thoughts on that that are really good.
0: Well, I think we should, well, I think that we should say our personal experiences we're black 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 Mm -hmm. right you know what i'm saying i'm sure the colonizer lived somewhere inside of us because there was a bunch of rapes happening back in the day
1: (laughs) okay yes okay
0: so there's that Mm -hmm. but our parents are both south side of chicago grew up not not a lot especially my dad not Mm -hmm. a lot and so their way of raising us was to get us out of those environments yeah and because of that, we ended up we ended up surrounded by whiteness. We lived and were primarily the only people of color in most every space that we walked into. Yeah. Would you agree? Yes. Church. We were homeschooled. Uh, any ac- extracurricular activities, and therefore a lot of our friends ended up being white. And also, we grew up in a way where blackness was seen as harmful Mm -hmm. let me pierce that apart it like in order to be safe you needed to assimilate Mm -hmm. that was i think the underlying messaging Mm
1: -hmm.
0: not that that was implicit but it definitely was just like explicit but it was definitely just like okay don't act like that because that's dangerous right Right. And also, you're in a lot of white spaces, so assimilate. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, anyway, so we've gone through our own journey of snatching that blackness back. Uh-huh. Hello. Uh-huh. And being really proud and owning and standing 10 toes down yeah. in our blackness yeah. and loving our blackness and reclaiming a lot of our um, in- inherent power as black women. Hello. Yeah. And also now we're into this like next generation thing where, you know, Aaron's an aunt about to be another uh, aunt for the second time. I'm a first time mom. I'm married to a white man. Mm -hmm. I check out my TikTok. I did a whole little series on like the uh, reconciliation that needs to happen between black and white people, specifically when. In general, but especially when you're in an interracial relationship. Yeah. And then on top of that raising biracial children. So for me, I think really deeply about things. That's just my kind of my nature. I'm always just like, but wait a minute. What mm-hmm. about all these other extra things? Yeah. And I don't I don't find that a lot of people think about that, like the implications of raising a biracial child. You know, like for me, oppressed. My husband, oppressor, mm-hmm. like just our ancestorage.
1: Yeah.
0: And Maeve, oppressed and oppressor, living inside of her. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. I know. What? Yeah. We don't it's we don't what? think about that. And the fact and the fact people are not talking about us, you have these little biracial babies just out here. Yeah. Just willing out here. hmm You know, not exactly accepted here, not exactly accepted here, but accepted here because of colorism, but not accepted here because they don't know their blackness, Mm. but it depends on if, and it also, it, it's also very different if they have a white mom or a black mom and call it, people don't like to do that, but it's different. Yeah. It, depending on which parent is black, it's different. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And I don't know if that's because, like, in this whole American society, moms tend to take on the weight of parenting, Mm -hmm. right? There's, you know, we can talk about patriarchy and uh, you know all the terms. All that that implicates as far as parenting roles, which we're trying to also, like, tear down.
1: Yeah.
0: But moms, in a traditional way, in a historical way, have the most influence over their children, right? right? They kind of set the toneage, so to speak. Right. Depending. Um, So... Um, a lot of times when in the interracial relationship, the mom is not the black parent. Mm -hmm. There is a lacking of understanding in um, blackness and the importance of that biracial child being connected to their blackness because, you know, everyone, a lot in a lot of spaces they will be seen as black and a lot of, you know what I mean? Like in in some spaces they, they won't, but then how do they navigate that? So there's this lack of navigational tools mm-hmm. for kids, and they're just kind of like a lot. Sometimes the message isn't, messaging is, I, we don't see color. It's like mm, that's false. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's just actually harmful to the black child. Like that, mm-hmm. those type of like placated, kind of like mutual, like just kind of like wash away views on race are never helpful it's just it's only helpful to the white parents to make them feel okay about their whiteness in proximity to their black black child yeah 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 so that's never that's that that's never helpful mm-hmm. so anyway my and with my husband Stefan and even with Aaron I have conversations well you and I I don't know who I was talking to before mm-hmm. but you and I have conversations about what that means as as um, Black women and me raising a child, you being an aunt, and then mm-hmm. us about to become aunts. Me a first time aunt, you an aunt to our brothers, auntie biracial child, aunt such a auntie. Yeah, whatever, Aaron. You're mm-hmm. very specific about that. I That's am. fine. I am. <laughs> You're really such auntie mm-hmm. aunt. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just like it's it just needs to be talked about because I feel like a lot of times, yeah, when the mom is not the black. Parent, a lot of things just kind of go astray Mm -hmm. (laughs) and can can go astray if they're not intentional. Mm -hmm. People don't want to be intentional, and 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 a lot of mixed race babies, parents had mixed race babies because they wanted cute kids. Yeah, it's so toxic. They bring the toxicity of their race relation into a child. It's like, bro, and the parenting of the child. Yeah. Yeah. that's what I'm saying Yeah. so you completely
1: yeah go ahead mm-hmm. I am personally tired of the lack of desire for people who are not black especially a black woman people who are not a black woman I am tired of their lack of drive to understand the black female experience and then relate to either me or other black women from that vantage point because the lack of knowledge of understanding the black female experience in america is like perpetuates ignorance and behavior and toxicity and so harm toxic it's like it's so guys like we've Black people and black culture has been saying the same thing for four hundred plus years, and I would also argue that the language has become better and 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 the words more clear and the definitions more accessible than ever before. So your ever lack before. of understanding is inexcusable, in in my personal opinion, it's uh-huh. inexcusable that uh-huh. you don't understand what it is like to be black in America, especially yes. a black female. And, uh, and
0: yeah. I am, and it's it,
1: yep, yep. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing uh, the way that I grew up being perpetuated in Mm -hmm. other black young black children. The raising of kids.
0: The raising of the raising of kids.
1: Tired of it because I I people Erica, (sighs) I'm like so hyped about this right now because this is my life. People don't understand the amount of money. The amount of emotional and spiritual, um, currency I've had to accumulate to
0: heal yeah. from and then white spend, supremacy. So, uh, Go ahead. Let's talk about accumulating that currency and then spend it. Yes. Say, those are two separate, two separate steps. Yes. yes. Both weighted. Yes. Content.
1: And I am tired of people. They don't understand how much money we've spent on therapy, how much money we've spent oh, on like God. figuring out our trauma. Coming face to face books, with our books, trauma.
0: Resources. Gosh, like yes. the amount. And emotional currency.
1: Yes. And emotional all of that.
0: It's is almost more than, than money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the amount of work hey, we've had to do to gain the language right? To even talk about these things, to even maybe even have to explain it to ourselves um, within our own community, but then even outside our community. And then you're, you're actually raising a child that is the version of me I'm trying to heal from.
0: Undo. Can we, can we just raise kids without, without perpetuating trauma? Like, can we be intentional enough? And granted, I know that maybe will probably need to be you know, what I mean, like I'm not saying because I'm not about perfect parenting. There is no such thing. There are things that I in my good and intentional heart will try to do for her right by her. And we yeah. still miss the mark. So that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, can we be intentional enough to uh, to acknowledge our own personal trauma and not pass that on to our kids? Yeah. Like, Can we just at least do that? Because by really focusing on healing your own trauma there's a bunch of crap shit that you won't pass on yeah but if you don't even acknowledge that you're automatically going to pass it on i'm telling you these kids are being effed up yeah like these children out here yeah because people don't want a parent yeah they want a cute little accessory they don't actually want a parenting because parenting is hard as fuck yeah They said it minced it whatever you want to do it's hard Mm. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. And so people don't want to actually talk about that. They want like these cute little mixed babies talking about my, you know, specifically my experience. Mm -hmm. They want these cute little mixed babies with this cute little hair. But here's the thing. I'm starting to do hair in the place that I work. The one of the women that uh, is the co-owner and she's amazing in doing hair. She's almost made a career out of fixing little mixed kids hair Mm. because they're white moms mm-hmm. don't know how to do it, but won't humble themselves enough to get help before the kids have traumatic hair experiences. Yes. so they see it going away. Yeah. That you can you can see it going away. The hair is locking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> People kind of, Locky lock. Dreading. Okay. Yeah, and and just and just so that we can get that out there, if anyone that's watching that doesn't know we don't call it dreads anymore because the colonizer gave us the word dreadful mm-hmm. that's why they call it, we're called dreadlocks yeah they thought it was dreadful so we don't use the word dread anymore we have locks just mm-hmm. us the hair is kill that locked locked,
1: locked. Okay. yes
0: and it's beautiful okay <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the white moms won't humble themselves enough mm-hmm. to get help before the child's hair has locked. Yeah. And then it's, a, uh, I I mean, these little four, I- I'll give you an experience, four-year-old twins in the salon for five, six hours. Wow. First of all, a four-year-old can't sit that long anyway, yeah. but I mean, talking about trauma, hyperventilating crying, mm-hmm. because we literally have to comb out locks like my hair. Yeah. Locks. Wow. Wow, And it's like, if you would humble yourself enough to be like, you know what? I am raising a biracial child. This child is part of this child. I don't even understand. And I need to humble myself as mom would say, humble myself Mm -hmm. enough to be like, you know what? I need help. Hey, can you help me? I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this. Or I would love to learn. There's no excuses. At the very least there's YouTube at the very least. yeah, Okay. But there's also plenty of resources and things like that. Anyway, that's what gets me the most is the lack of willingness to do the work. Yeah. It's that it's the like, oh, you know, they're so, or in the Christian community, mm-hmm. they like to just wash it all under the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's it. So there's two, the Christian Christians and white supremacy are really, they're really fighting for top position. Yes. White supremacy, <laughs> you know, the, uh, I guess it's white supremacy. Yeah, white supremacy says part of that. That Sexter says we don't see color. Like yes. that's the new age white supremacy. It's like we don't see color, which is just as harmful. So yep. stop that. Right. Christians say, well, it's we're Christian before we're black. Or mm-hmm. you're, you're, we're, we're Christian before we're any race. It's all under the blood of Jesus. But wow. it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, yeah. Because the ramifications of race. Although it is a made up construct, we are still living under the ramifications of race in our daily lives. So to completely try to say the blood of Jesus covers it, don't mm-hmm. let me help you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it don't cover that I'm getting paid. What What's the statistic? 65% less than white males. Yeah, I don't know. It's something outrageous. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Go Google it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, it doesn't cover the fact that the, however, we're more, more likely to be killed by the police. It doesn't cover the fact yeah. that X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah. Like, yeah it's not covering right okay right so is it's giving christians is giving me just trying to like get out like yeah everyone wants to put their hands up mm-hmm. nobody wants to like get dirty mm-hmm.
1: yeah and i think that that's what's interesting to me in, in light of everything that you just said is this cultural movement towards mental health and you cannot deny the conversation or where the conversation will lead us to especially as black people in the on the topic of mental health, racism is at the crux. Like, it's at the center of all of that. Like, you can't have a conversation on mental health, mental and emotional and spiritual health with people of color without talking about white supremacy, racism, patriarchy, um, misogyny, like, all of that Absolutely. and the intersectionality of race within it. You can't. But... But and because that goes both ways, and it goes both ways, and because Christians and people of faith are so desperately trying to avoid the conversation, you start to desperately like you start to make up what mental health actually is for people of color, and you start to create another world of that, which I just think is interesting, but that's what gets me so fed up and literally angry because I see myself and the amount of work I'm having to make and do and put in when it comes to um, showing up fully as myself as a black woman in spaces, especially as a pastor, especially as a spiritual leader, especially as one who's spiritually responsible for the formation, the spiritual formation of people, and how they show up in the world, and how they view their religion and Jesus and politics, and how they in, like interact with people in the world. Like that is a responsibility that I carry. So when I see, especially people that I know raising their children and also discipling people into uh, deeper versions of white supremacy in the Christian space, like in the faith world and the religious world. Like it's like so disheartening because like what it literally means is that I'm watching people build up what I am literally trying to tear down With my bare hands. I'm trying to dismantle white supremacy. And you are... Building it up. I'm trying to deconstruct patriarchy and you're building it up. I'm trying to burn it all down. Right? You know, like I'm trying to let's restart our faith because it's been built on white supremacy for a long time. And I'm trying to reclaim my theology. Thank you, Brandy Miller. Reclaim my theology from white supremacy. And I can only do that by naming these things and talking about these things and having a different perspective and point of view when it comes to my faith and also. Being black and how Jesus is a liberator, Jesus is an abolitionist, and Jesus has always been a liberator, Jesus has always been an abolitionist. And that is the point of view that I pastor, that is the point of view that I'm a friend, that is the point of view that I'm a sister, that is the point of view and the perspective from which I'm a daughter, and all the different like um roles that and I play in and the wife, like that is. That is it. Right. But like people don't see that. And it literally makes me angry that people are perpetuating people in a system that is going to be harmful because one day these little black girls are going to wake up and say, I'm not white and I'll never be white. And you're actually I have taught me to want to be white. And
0: nobody's saying that that that's the highest but, but they, but they, because they've replaced whiteness with Christianity, with God, like mm-hmm. that's, they're, they're so interchangeable in those spaces yeah. that that's when it becomes super toxic. It's already toxic, but it becomes super toxic when you can't even pull those apart. That's why it's so harmful for young, impressionable minds that are forming. Yeah. Like these, these kids are forming and they're learning that whiteness is, is is at the same level as Christianity. Yeah. Love for Jesus is whiteness. Yeah. That is what they're learning. Yes. That is what you are teaching them. Yes. Who are their mentors? Mm-hmm. Who are you putting them underneath? Mm-hmm. Are they not seeing any people of color? Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> that... It's like, true, but, but no, but these, but but I'm putting them around people that love Jesus. Who gives a fuck if they love Jesus? If, it, if they don't have the same lived experience? My God, there is there is nothing. That's the point. Yes, like that. And I'm off of the For people. I'm coming from the perspective. I'm not a pastor, but yeah. I'm coming from the perspective of burn it all down and start again. Yeah, like I consider myself a spiritual person, mm-hmm. but I do not buy into this American version of Christianity and I don't subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. And Love also you. just
1: to reclaim that a little bit. I mean, yes, uh, you, you don't have the title of pastor necessarily, but I still see you as that because you're literally responsible for the formation of children under the church Kaleo Phoenix, which is where I pastor,
0: right? Like, so you are yeah. literally, and guess what we're, and guess what we're doing? Mm-hmm. When we coloring, we're giving them little brown markers to color Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> these are the ways which I'm pastoring. Hey, okay. hey, Jesus these are your brown. color options. Go tell your parents. Black,
1: brown, or dark brown. Take your okay. pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Period. And go talk about it with your parents. Uh-huh. Period, Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. But that but that isn't that's that is what people are doing. They're like, but I'm putting them under really spiritual like this is it's like they, they put that higher than, than, um, than their, than their cultural race importance. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, I think in an idealistic world, like that all sounds juicy goosey. Like, yeah, I'm a Christian first. Yeah. The spirituality of my kids is really important. And I'm playing with people I trust spiritually. That all sounds nice. But in the context of the world we live in, baby, it don't work. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. all, most of my great friends were white. All of my close friends, save a couple, yep. were white. And the people that were people of color that were close to me were in the sunken place, yes. like me. Yes. And so yes. your children will have to do that work. And I'm telling you, mothers of mixed-race babies, if you are not black, because there's some, there's some black women that are in the sunken place, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it's not as much as people that are not black. Mm-hmm. So hear me, hear me, mothers of mixed race babies that are not black, hear me. You have a responsibility. Get out of your own way. Humble yourself. Swallow your pride. Okay? Mm -hmm. Put people of color in your children's life. Learn, Google, humble yourself and go to a black hairstylist and say, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me, teach me. Go to your black uh, significant other's family if you have that relationship and and you're able to do that. Ask them questions. Put your child around them. Let Mm -hmm. them be immersed in their blackness. Because baby, you don't need to be immersed in whiteness. That's the problem. Is that people of interracial relationships think, well, we've got to immerse them in the whiteness. No, whiteness is everywhere. You don't need to be immersed in whiteness. We already are immersed in whiteness. You need to immerse them in blackness. Because don't get the whiteness because it's everywhere. Yes. It's everywhere. Yes. Okay? But they need to be immersed in blackness. Mm -hmm. That's what they need to be immersed in.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm telling you humble yourself mm-hmm. humble yourself because it's pride that's going to keep you from doing the best thing for your child that's the yeah. only thing that's keeping you from doing the best thing for your child is pride yeah. and you need to you need to acknowledge that now yeah. don't be mad at me <laughs> <laughs> don't hate the messenger because honestly don't hate the messenger mm-hmm. because guess what i wouldn't be telling you to do something i'm not doing i i am literally having these deep conversations with Everyone that I know, mm-hmm. I'm reading books, I'm listening to things. Stephanie and I, my husband, are talking and talking and re talking mm-hmm. and double talking. Mm-hmm. I'm having these conversations because I'll be damned if I don't do what's best for my child. And I know every parent wants that, but it's another layer when you are raising a mixed race child and you're not mixed race yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Mae. I'm not gonna know Mae's journey yeah. of being white and black at the same time. It couldn't be me. Yeah, I'm black yep. all the way. Yeah, she, she is too and Mm -hmm. right it's that and so Mm -hmm. i have to help her navigate what does it mean to have the oppressed and the oppressor flowing through my veins to know that my father's ancestors now my husband is european so he's not from america and yet but still they where did the the white americans learn it from right okay right (laughs) yeah so my father's ancestors in some way oppressed my mother's ancestors right Like she has to contend with that Mm. it's weighty and and don't pretend like it's not parents don't pretend like it's not weighty don't pretend like putting a white mentor for your black daughter is not weighted don't pretend like that's not weighted yeah yep don't pretend like that's not a choice mm. and that you are, you are literally saying this, this is, this is your mentor. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how qual like what other attributes this person happen has. That's a, that's saying something. Yes. It's saying something to your daughter that that's the person that you choose or your son, that that's the person that you choose. Yes. And, and, and if you choose to have, you know a a non-person of color be your your mixed race child's mentor are you doing that with a person of color as well is there that balance Mm. like what are you doing to counterbalance that because that says something specific and that Mm. child is picking up the message whether you want to lay it down or not you're laying it down Mm. and they're picking it up yeah this
1: everything you just said gold first of all so thank you black woman thank you and (laughs) This is what I'm also realizing is when we as adults aren't doing work to have true healing within the conversation of racism within the world that we live in, when we ourselves don't yeah. do any work, we perpetuate <sighs> who we are in our children and Absolutely. whoever else we're mentoring, discipling, pastoring, coaching whatever whatever and when we don't realize like what i'm waiting for personally is for 10 years down the road for these little ones these people that are being discipled into white supremacy to wake up and what their journey of healing is going to look like it's gonna and i know it's going to look very similar to ours because that is the version of us that grew up in those spaces. But what what does what the conversation with the parent look like? What does the pa- conversation with the previous pastor look like? Like, at some mm-hmm. point, these little black and brown children that are being discipled, mentored, coached in white supremacy are going to wake up and say, I'm not white and I'll never be white. So they've been taught mm-hmm. to hate themselves they've been taught to value anti-blackness anti-culture culture -hmm. culture, Mm -hmm. uh, like Mm -hmm. to hate anything other than whiteness so what happens when they wake up Mm -hmm. and they realize that they are black that they are a person of color and they've been taught to value whiteness more than they value themselves like their own lives like don't you see what you are perpetuating like how do you not see that and if you don't see that i can't rock with you I can't rock with you like that because our values are intrinsically different,
0: different. Yeah. And that's in this day and age, because listen, people are like, well, you know, are you saying that they're bad parents? No, our parents were amazing parents. They did what they did, what they did with what they had and the knowledge they had. Our parents were trying to make sure that we stayed alive. Yeah. Okay. Thank God we're beyond that. Yes. So parents of today, that's no longer an excuse. Yes. You're not trying to, Thank you're you not for putting saying your that child in white spaces. Okay. Yes. Cause I know some people are going to think that you're not putting your child in white spaces to protect them from, for their very life. Right. Like there's, there's a version of that. Yes. still. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, there are some people that are that, that, that yes. moving outside of those spaces, yes. but as a whole, we've moved beyond that a little mm-hmm. bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, we have to do better with what we have
1: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so our,
0: our us raising our kids is very different than our parents raising us yes our parents were trying to get out of the ghetto they were trying to make sure that we had better than they had yes. That we had more that we didn't weren't living paycheck to paycheck that we didn't have uh weren't having to eat leftovers like yes. just not leftovers but like scraps right from mcdonald's oh like yeah yeah
1: exactly every day exactly. that's what dad did so he, he only ate oatmeal yeah and meatloaf. He hates all those things Every because day. of that. Yes.
0: All those things because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. So, so I, w- I want to speak to those parents that would say, you know, well, you know, I'm just trying to, cause those are the better spaces. It's like, yes. And yeah, okay. There's still a way to move your child through the world and have, and al- allow them to have more opportunities without completely stripping them from their blackness. Yeah. And that's, in that way, that's harmful to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's the lack of wanting to do the nuanced work mm-hmm. because, you know, you just have to do the work. Yeah. You just have to do the work. And um, that's not something that I've, that I personally have seen a whole lot of. Yeah. And, and it just makes me sad because like you said, I, I can show you the receipts of how much, mon- how many thousands of dollars at this point i spent on counseling because mm-hmm. again america counseling is not free mm-hmm. it should be free for every black person yeah period yeah but counseling and deconstruction and reconstruction and converse tough conversations and sitting in it mm-hmm. and that's something that okay how can i help my kids through that it's the they have to do their own work but how can i set them up in a A place in a way where they're not having to relearn their black identity because we never talked about it yeah and the only people i put around them were white yeah and and granted they were nice white people but they still were white yeah and so the very way in which they view the world couldn't it couldn't possibly connect in a way Mm -hmm. on a deep level because the way you view the world is completely different yes and you can't not acknowledge that. Yes. It's not a we don't see color thing. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yes. Good. Okay. This is, this is beautiful. This is perfect. And this has been a conversation of Black Girl Tea. This is just me and my sister talking. This is what we were talking about earlier on the phone. And we just wanted to bring it to you in real time. And I'm going to, I've been recording this so that we can put it on our Patreon so you can watch it later. But uh, this is another, I guess, episode of Black Girl Tea, just sisters hanging out. And we love you guys. Thanks for joining us live. Um, And we will talk to you next time. Hopefully with better video quality. Hopefully we'll figure it out. The more we do it, the better, you you know, you get. So there we go. Peace out, y'all.